Hey associates, uh, so this episode is uh, the audio from the video lecture that was posted for uh, Wednesday, January 19th. That was the day when we had all the weather uh, and in-person classes were canceled. Um, and so I recorded this video and had posted it to the Canvas shell already for you to actually watch along and so that way you could complete the activity. Um, and so we talk about strategic planning um, as you're kind of stopping and answering questions. And then in the next episode, just kind of planning part two, uh, we actually go over the not the answers, um, because there's not necessarily right or wrong, uh, but it's more, is this, you know, more value? What are some things you maybe need to tweak or forgot about uh, when it comes to the uh, sort of responses to that? So take a listen and then definitely tune in for part two. Let's go back in time. Hello, Ooh. howdy class. <sighs> Coming to you virtually from my office. I'll be heading home as soon as the roads are good as well. Um, so I hope that you either weren't already on campus and this is, you know, a nice um, reason and you get to, you know, stay home. Um, and if you were on campus, I hope that you get back safely um, in the future, right? Ideally, we would have gotten this announcement a bit earlier in the day, um, and then we would just meet synchronously on Zoom during our normal class time. But given the um, timing of it all, uh, I, I didn't want anybody stressing out about, we don't have my computer, I'm not ready for Zoom. Um, so, you know, we'll always take it by ear um, and kind of roll with what's going on, uh, which is actually very, uh, kind of a day in the life, right, for our industry um, and public relations as well. Sometimes, you know, it's raining the day of your event, so I hope you had a black backup plan or your photo op. You know, you never know when a crisis is going to pop up. You might need to just, you know, quickly switch. Um, and so it's all par for the course in our industry. So today, um, we're going to really talk about some of the fundamentals for planning uh, campaigns and planning um, PR activities, especially. Um, and so you will have a lecture quiz. Um, I will change the due date of the lecture quiz to be Friday, um, just to give you a little bit more time uh, to go through and watch this video. Um, but you will have a lecture quiz due on what um, I'm presenting, and the lecture quiz also will contain um, some questions and information based on the readings. Uh, so my goal with these lectures is not to regurgitate and, you know, reread what you already have available to you. Instead, my goal is to expand on it with more, you know, kind of close to home examples, work through, talk about it. So I do expect you to read. It's a, a, a way to get by this information um, and kind of go through that if you have um, reasons or, or you know, there's something about the books that you're not, you know, able to connect with, talk to me. That's what office hours are for, so we can really, like, talk through what you were reading. Um, but I do want you to use the textbook. You will be quizzed on content in the book that we might not explicitly talk about in lecture because you just have two sources of information. Um, so make sure that you get those readings done as well for your first lecture quiz. You do have two attempts on the lecture quiz. Uh, and I will keep your highest score. Cool. 
Um, the other thing as we are going through this lecture, um, there's an activity right associated that we are going to do together in class. Part of it is with the Slido. So um, go ahead and you know open up a new tab on your browser or on your phone um, and go to slido.com. Go ahead and join and you should find an open survey with all three questions. Uh, so since it is an asynchronous setup, it won't open kind of the questions as I go. It's just going to have all three of them open. Um, but you'll go ahead and answer them kind of as we're working through the lecture itself. Uh, also, I want you to go into Canvas and under Wednesday, there is this worksheet template. Um, it's called the planning brief template. And I want you to work through and fill that out um, with the example that we're going to be talking about today. Um, and so you can kind of get some of that hands-on practice uh, save your worksheet um, if you print it out you know read the class otherwise save it to your computer have it available for you to bring uh, to class on Friday so that way we can talk about talk about it and get any questions answered all right and with that let's you know get get to it today yeah, let me, um, I'll be in I'll be in the top corner that feels good <laughs> Um, all right, so again, the lesson topic today is really recognizing the value in strategic planning. And so when you download um, that strategic planning brief, uh, you're going to see kind of, honestly, like the core. Like, you should always be able to answer these five kind of aspects for your public relations plan, your campaign. Um, it, depending on where you work and the industry, and of course, a lot of factors, you might have to go more in depth into one section. They might have additional sections. Uh, certainly things like a budget would be a section that you would, you know, most likely possibly need to add. Um, of course, with public relations, we're typically, right, we like to work in that earned media space, um, but we still might have to account for things like, you know, budgeting time spent. Uh, that, that kind of stuff, or if there's an event, right, there might be a real budget associated. Um, but these are kind of the core that I want you to use when you're working with your client projects as well. So it's all about practicing these kind of core features. And so we can think about strategic planning in terms of across the whole semester. Uh, and so like starting next week after we really finalize those clients, you know, these are some questions you'll want to answer about your clients. But then you can also think about this planning in that micro like okay if we're going to be running a press release about this event answer these questions where are you going to send it who's the audience what are the bullet points okay now we need to get an opportunity right for a social media campaign right you're going to answer all of those so you plan you know kind of big whole semester with your client and then you'll return to this type of worksheet and answering these questions for each individual thing so that's kind of our big picture um, now before we get started uh, you have that first poll question. I just want you to think about and refresh yourself on, you know, what are those three elements important for taking notes? Just like we, if we were in class together today, you should be taking notes on this lecture. Um, but I want you to take a minute and really think about, you know, what are those three elements in your note taking? Um, and then after you answer, you can, yeah, I'd say, you know, pause me, answer the question once you're ready unpause me and we'll keep going along. All right, so strategic plans, kind of one of the big things, here I'll put this in the corner next to me as well, um, with strategic planning, right, is that our plans 
they're not final, right? They're never really final until, you know, the campaign is is over, basically. And so we're always going to be, you know, revisiting, rewriting, um, expanding, kind of deleting. Um, and so having a written plan is, you know, first step in being kind of showing people your value, one, and, and we can definitely debate kind of why it's problematic, but definitely in the workforce, especially in a professional world, we really like like things to be written down because it's super concrete and clear for people to see, you know, what you're doing as an employee, how you're adding value, you know, what the situation is. So one reason to, at the very least, right, always have a one pager with an answer to these questions um, is so that way you can hand it over then to your client, your boss, your coworkers, and it's super clear to everybody, you know, how hard you've been working. So that's kind of one reason. Um, but there is a more, you know, intrinsic value in that writing things down helps us actually follow the plan, right? Um, and it helps us then evaluate the plan later. Um, and so we talk about how it is really a working or like a living document. Um, and that just means that it's continuing to expand and update. And so I've always found it helpful to start with something like the planning brief um, that you've downloaded. Um, sometimes they even, you know, just write it down on like a, my office of like, you know, my yellow legal pad and paper, even if I can just write it down quickly that way and then convert it into a full written document and plan, um, you know, that helps me kind of work efficiently and think through some of these questions. Um, but our written plans and continue to change. And so we start with our outline and then we expand as we need as the situation evolves um, as elements change as well. Um, and so if you downloaded the worksheet, this is where we're going to start really working through and using that kind of worksheet. Um, and so here's just some background for the exercise itself. Um, so Remember, I work in internal public relations, so we're in that mindset of internal PR here, um, and I am, you know, planning real campaigns. So you're going to uh, plan it alongside me. So just as some background for that, you know, I'm launching a blog for advising information, training references. Right? This is a brand new product. Um, I need them to kind of form a new habit, routine, right? Get used to going and seeing this as a new way for us to disperse information. Our pillars for that, like what I, and, and content pillars, hopefully you're familiar, um, but you know, content pillars are these sort of big topics, right, that we associate with our materials and our campaign. So it's skills, um, listen and learn reviews, which are kind of these uh, professional development seminars that accord to me, and then special announcements are the three kind of big things that they'll be seeing. And then as a reminder, I'm working in student academic success, training professional advisors, so the audience, that's kind of where we're thinking about. Um, and then I also work with other campus partners related to university policy and processes um, that could get value out of this blog. So that is kind of that background information, right? If you're my PR people, you just kind of interviewed me, found, you know, okay, here's what we know about the client so far. Um, now we can really start getting into planning, right, a strategic launch of this blog, um, which I want to launch February 1st. So with kind of a little bit of this background and, you know, looking even at the brief assignment, pause me again, 
And I want you to go ahead and answer, you know, the second, um, the second question in the survey on Slido. It is a word cloud poll. And I just want you to write down what seems important in strategic planning. You know, what feels like the most important and just write down kind of as many as you can think of um, and it'll form a word cloud for us to talk about on Friday. So pause me and go ahead and do that. All right, welcome back. Um, and so when we get into strategic planning, the first thing that we want to start with with our client are the goals, right? And we talked about goals a little bit last week. Remember, vision, right? We, we want to know the vision. That's our strategic framework to help our planning. That's kind of the end game, what we want to do, and it's a bit aspirational. Then goals are going to be those more concrete pieces that drive our decisions and our actions. So we can't really come up with a good plan if we don't have a goal, right, that's driving our decisions and our actions forward. Um, and so goals is really, you know, what's, what's the point? Like, why are we doing this campaign? Um, and so the first thing right in that worksheet is actually writing down, you know, what is the purpose? What are some of these big picture goals that we're really thinking about? Um, and so, right, if you're helping me with PR on this launch for this uh, advising blog, I want you to go ahead and write down, like, what do you think some goals would be, right? You're, you're, I hired you to, like, really help me figure this out. So I want you to think about and, and sort of jot down some goals that you might pitch to me as a client. You know, keep in mind that my job is to, right, distribute important information about advising. We want to try and, you know, centralize the student experience, make sure everybody is um, really kind of trained up. Um, so go ahead and write down some goals that you might associate with this campaign launch. And if you are having, if you're a little bit stuck, which you might be, like welcome back if you unpause, you might be a little bit stuck. Uh, and so some questions that we like to ask clients um, and ask ourselves as well when we're trying to answer this question of what's the purpose, what are our goals, you know, we might, you might ask, you know, how can we help with, you know, the vision and the mission, right? That's where a lot of goals come out of. So if, right, my vision, your mission is centralizing the advising experience and their training, you know, a goal might be to, you know, get X amount of traffic, right, to my blog post, right? Or it could be, you know, have a positive feedback to the blog post. Um, so those could be goals. Um, you can also ask, you know, me, ask your clients, your client projects as well, you know, what would you like to change, right? Is there something about the public relationship that we want to tweak about your reputation we want to manage that can help get us to a goal, especially if it's more of a sentiment goal. Um, you know, ask and make sure, you know, what is one thing that you want the public to know about, right? So in this case, I want the public and my public is these, you know, professional like advisors, the UNC community. I want them to know that they can find five minute reads of information on the advising blog, right? So it's not lengthy. I really want them to know this is a less than five minute read. We know you're busy, but here's information that you need to know. And then last, goals can really be created if you know the opportunity timeline. So what, 
you know, what is the timeline you're working with? Does your client have an event coming up? Are they launching something new? Um, are they starting a new project? Do they have a new product service? Like kind of getting a sense of what their timeline is can definitely help. And so as you're looking through right, the worksheet and you're continuing to brainstorm, you know, you can name the campaign, right? Bailey's advising blog. My timeline, I definitely want it to be launched by February 1st, um, but it's, you know, really going to be through this semester. I want to get that strong PR push and get people to know about it, excited about it, and starting to use it. So I would say, you know, um, February 1st is one definitely big opportunity. Um, and then there could be some other things. Now I want to show you um, where you might be able to find some good opportunity timeline things um, for your client projects, especially. So let me just pause. All right, and we're back. And um, so if you obviously just go to the web um, and I want you to go to this academic, you know, like advising. So it's uncoedu slash advising. This is a great hub um, for just different dates, you know, information that could be important. Um, for you to be able to keep in mind. Um, but one place that you can definitely hop over to um, is like on our advisors tab. You can go to like the registrar calendar. So for, you know, again, if we're working through mine, my main audience is about advisors. Um, but this calendar, registrar slash calendars, um, actually has an entire semester like academic calendar. So we can look at the spring, um, you know, and so maybe the commencement fair is an opportunity related to your client. Maybe um, things around finals week. There's also additional calendars that you can, you know, check out. University events might be a good one. Um, and so for your clients, kind of explore, you know, what are some opportunities um, that you see over the course of the semester that can help with this timeline. All right, um, and then go ahead and jot down any other questions that you think of um, that, you know, if we were in person, I, I would have asked you and you we could walk through it. But on Friday, right, think of any other questions that you think you need to ask me to, you know, create a good public relation goal. Again, goal is the thing that helps to drive your decisions and your actions. Oh, yes. Um, and so <laughs> we went over that, but timelines, key dates, known events for our radar. And my key timeline, February 1st to launch, um, is super important. And then, you know, it, uh, registration opens in April. So that's another really big, important one. Um, and then we start with like summer registration towards the end of May. So those could be three, but go ahead and explore. Um, that advising calendar that I just showed you um, and see if you can come up with any other maybe big events on the timeline that you would want to mention and then pitch back to me if I were your client. Oh, okay. So then the next thing, let's scoot over here, um, is our situational factors, right, on our little box. Uh, now this can be as long and in-depth as you want it to be. Um, and depending on your organization, of course, it might need to be more. People who work in crisis PR probably spend a lot more time on their situation analysis, um, you know, than people like me working in internal public relations since our situation stays pretty static. 
Um, I have taken the time to write a much more in-depth one, and then I always just kind of update as needed, um, but reuse it because, you know, the profile of our employees doesn't change a large amount. Um, but if you are working in publicity, you're working in crisis, um, you're even working for things like corporate communication, um, your situation probably will change a lot more since you're dealing with you know, more of an external public. So the situation analysis is really about answering, you know, the current reality of your relationship with the public and with your audience. There's a lot of different terms for it um, and words for it. Pestle is kind of the new hot thing specifically for reputation management. Um, SWOT analysis, you know, gets put in, in the situation and for, again, like in, with internal PR, the SWOT analysis is the thing that changes the most in all of my different products and opportunities. Um, but, you know, you might, you might use that and you'll probably have some sort of, you know, strength, weakness, opportunity, threat analysis to always do. Um, and then we also sometimes call it the environmental scan. That is what um, the reading from that social media textbook calls it. So no matter what kind of specific framework that you're using, ultimately you are looking at the situation to try to find those factors, those potential challenges in your, in your PR circumstance. And so you're going to be, you know, looking for political factors, right? So this is, okay, what are the, you know, is there a new election coming up? What is kind of the stance of, you know, whoever's kind of in charge of you. If you're looking at a very local um, situation, right, my political factors would probably be, you know, what is the sort of mission and standing up, right, our president and our provost, right, university kind of leadership politics. If you are working for a nonprofit, right, you might be needing to think about, uh, like, the mayor or state kind of stuff. And if you're a big corporation, you know, people doing PR for tech right now have to think a lot about, you know, what's the political landscape um, on our big tech companies. So it's really thinking about, you know, what are the politics, what are the um, sort of people and um, political parties and perceptions at play that might impact right, your situation. You're going to want to think about economic factors. Um, so, of course, for like pretty much everyone, COVID was a big factor, um, but, you know, more specifically, okay, how does our audience, you know, what are some of their demographic features? How are they spending money? What do they spend money on? How do they feel about us spending money? Like, just what is kind of that economic piece? Social factors, really, really big for PR, especially, um, because we need to understand more about the audience, and are there any social movements happening? Are there things that, you know, if we don't handle it correctly, are likely to cause a crisis. What are some of those factors? Technical factors. Um, this comes into play with how your message might go out. Um, and so if you're working in social media, you know, you'll want to definitely think about the factors, like literally how you can use the tech, um, how your audience uses the tech, but also you want to think about like the tech your company has available. Um, and so that one, definitely kind of is more or less important depending on who your client is, you know, and what their product services, what their company is about, what they have at disposal. Legal factors are actual, right, laws, 
policies that we always need to be thinking about. Again, some companies are going to have more or less, some industries will have more or less of those factors, and it's your job to be aware of what those are. And then environmental factors. Uh, this really speaks, especially in a pestle analysis, to like literally what is your company's reputation on environmental kind of stances um, and how are you impacting the actual great environment that we are living in. So with that kind of in mind, I want you to pause me and jot down what situational factors can you think of for my situation, right? Internal public relations here at UNC, what is the situation we need to be aware of when planning the PR or the launch of this blog? So give me a little bit of a pause, write down some things, um, and then unpause me and we'll get back to it. All right, hi, <laughs> welcome back. Hopefully you are pausing me or else it's gonna be awkward. Um, okay, so some things that you might have thought about, again, political factors, you want to think about the actual politics of UNC, maybe even of Greeley, but really more of UNC specifically, so drop down a few ideas, and we'll talk about it on Friday. Um, economic factors, this is one where it doesn't matter as much, because we're internal PR, so I don't have to worry about that, I don't even have like a budget I have to think about, um, and so See if you could think of any and we'll, we'll brainstorm on Friday. Social factors, right? You're going to be thinking about, you know, how maybe professional advisors might interact differently than faculty advisors, than other staff on campus, um, how are students, right, being interacted with. All of that could be social factors for this situation that you would have brainstormed. Uh, technical factors are going to be things like the web development team, right? I have to stay within UNC guidelines, think about those types of reasons. Legal factors, higher education, we always have to think about like FERPA is one of our biggest ones, but see if you can think of any other legal or just like UNC policy factors, um, and again we'll chat on Friday, and then environmental factors, see if you can come up with any of those. Now here is my general SWOT analysis, um, so again SWOT is always really tied into the situation, uh, and you'll see how kind of these pestle or environmental scan factors come into SWAT. Um, and so here's some of the SWAT things I thought of um, about the advising network generally. So using this, this should help you brainstorm even more about the specific PR right situation. Right, I hired you to help me launch the blog with good PR, um, and this is what I know about my kind of network and population. So we have strengths, right? I have all these organizations that we're a part of. Weaknesses are things like, you know, it's not mandatory, right? Which, again, PR is why I need a good, strong PR push because they don't have to do anything. Um, same, it's not actually part of their evaluations. Opportunities, right? We have better tech now. I have these new pilot systems, I have a beta testing group that I've been working with on developing this blog, um, and then threats, again, people just get really overwhelmed by information, there's competing responsibilities with their job compared to professional development, right, so with these strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats in mind, you know, pause me again and see if you can think of any more kind of situational factors, what what else would you pull out in my current relationship that will help you 
plan a successful launch campaign for my new blog. Cool. All right, welcome back again. So now we're going to do some more exercise thinking about the audience. Now, remember that public relations were all about right, telling a story, getting the right message to the right people. Um, that's kind of our core goal here, managing right the way the public, whoever that public is, um, associates and uses and sees our client, our company, our brand, right? We're building an association with the brand. So you always have to remember, right, who needs to receive your message and then what qualities are going to help you empathize with them. Now, empathy, right, means that you are able to find a connection to how they're feeling and actually relate to their situation. Sympathy is just feeling bad for their situation, right? We want to work more in empathy, right? So we want to find those connections. So that way we can really better relate, tell a story, understand, you know, what our audience is up to. So that way our messages resonate a little bit better. Um, and so jot down some features that you kind of think of for the audience for this PR launch. Again, we're launching a blog um, and try to write like one or two sentences on how you would, you know, describe the people. Right. And so this is going to be kind of our persona statement. You know, who do you imagine receiving our, you know, PR messages, our PR campaign? What are some qualities you might think of for them? Uh, and to help you kind of write out that sentence, you might think about demographics. These are going to be a lot more static, output driven elements. Right. So demographics are things like age, uh, gender, it could be income, um, position on campus, uh, career, that kind of stuff, right? It's, it's more of a concrete, like, we can categorize you this way. And again, it's more static. Yes, obviously, we all get older, age changes, we start to make more money, etc. But that happens over a much longer period of time. Um, and even with things like age, right, we like to bracket it into like almost like 10 year kind of gaps, right? So demographics, think about those qualities um, and write down a few demographic details about the audience we're going to be using and marketing, right, this blog too. And then psychographics are those more dynamic context-driven elements. So that's a lot more of like attitudes motivations, behaviors, um, activities, that kind of um, more mm, personal, individual, and something that changes, right? So let's say that we are running PR for one of our clients is like a, an outdoor exploring, uh, like a rock climbing gear company, okay? And then we also have a client, you know, that is uh, like a professional clothing shop. Right. So maybe you work for an agency and you're representing sort of outdoor clothing and gear and then professional clothing and gear. The demographic data actually might be very similar for both your clients. Right. Because maybe they are kind of within that sort of 24 to 35 age range for both. You know, both are in, you know, a bit higher income sort of bracket. Maybe we're talking, you know, 70,000 plus. Uh, household incomes for both people. Uh, they could even be called, you know, sort of active for both sides. So the demographics might be actually pretty similar, 
but your psychographics are going to be very different, right? So the people you talk to for your, you know, outdoor gear client are going to have very different motivations for why they are going to use that shop, why they are going to attend, you know, the new launch of, you know, a cool new rock climbing shoe, that kind of stuff, right? It's going to be very different than the audience who even could be literally the same individual is going to have very different motivations for going to your professional clothing shop, right? So think about some of those psychographics. Again, pause me, jot down um, like two sentences that could describe the audience. Um, and if you need a little bit of a template, right, you can think about, okay, uh, we, you know, are sending these PR messages to sort of X type of people who are motivated by, you know, Y type of activity or reason to complete Z task. And so it's kind of an X, Y, Z. X type of people motivated by Y type of thing to complete Z type of task is a good general template for you to use. So give me a pause and work through that and think about it. Now, after we have the audience, then we start getting into the actual story itself. And by story, again, we are storytellers. So in public relations, where we want to think about you know, what is that, that story, that message, that narrative that we need our audience to hear and you know, recognize and engage with. So this is where um, you're going to start thinking about your tactics list, right? So that tactics list is things like where and how might you distribute the message. So thinking about filling out the valued outlets box. Um, you know, how actually, right? Is it going to be printed in newspapers? Is it going to be sent to uh, the social media team? Is it going to be, you know, released to different departments? Do you need to get a television spot? Um, this is where you're gonna start really brainstorming the actual tactics. Then you also wanna identify benchmarks. Benchmarks are the tasks that you can say complete, not complete. So when you're doing your progress reports, really what you're practicing is, is identifying benchmarks each week. So you can say, yes, this is how I know I'm making progress. This is how you know how much progress we have made. We have cleared these benchmarks. So you want to start thinking about, okay, if one of my valued outlets is uh, UNC Today, which is a, a UNC publication, Great, that could be a great tactics for our advising blog um, launch. Then what would be a benchmark? You know, okay, write up the press release, submit the press release, that kind of thing, right? Um, so think about what those benchmarks are going to be. And then last, you also want to think about the KPIs. KPIs are our key performance indicators, and they just help us, you know, evaluate the success. Um, in sort of that progress of our story. So we can have three different types and we're going to dig way more into evaluation actually at the end of the semester um, as you're really evaluating what you did with your client. Um, but keep in mind, right at this stage, we want you kind of be thinking about what are some KPIs we might want. So outputs, oops, outputs are going to be um, those much more kind of uh, concrete, straightforward, like they're all data, but traditional sort of data driven things. Um, and so, you know, an output like in social media campaigns, outputs are things like likes, straight number of comments, uh, reach, all that is kind of an output.
put. So it's more about the the uh, engagement or actions on your content itself. Um, and so an example of one output, right, for my advising blog launch could be traffic to the website, right? And I have that data, I can look at it. And outcome is a lot more about your audiences, kind of actions and behaviors, possibly, you know, if attitudes changed. Um, and so I'd say outputs are kind of like demographics. Outcomes are more attached to psychographics, if that um, kind of connection helps. So an outcome, you know, could be if I do a survey of the advisors and, you know, measure how if they use the blog and how they felt about it, right? Um, or something like that. So brainstorm, like what could be a possible output? What could be a possible outcome? And then impacts are going to be those big picture, like how did our campaign help the brand, the organization, the client? So an impact would be, you know, do I see the things that we blog about being implemented in advising practice is one example. So now what I want you to do with all that in mind, pause me and start thinking about the story, right? Because I'm your client right now. You're helping me set up a good PR plan for the launch of the blog. So what are some valued outlets that will help, you know, reach the audience that you wrote down and identified? And then what are some message bullet points? Wait, what is central to the story? Um, you might have to go back through this lecture a little bit, go back to slide one, but think about like, what do you want to tell people, you know, right, based on kind of what we talked about at the beginning when, when I was kind of answering those questions. Um, brainstorm as many as you can and then think of, again, any other questions that you need to clarify, right, with me, your client on Friday to help you kind of finish that out. Um, and so take a few minutes, finish, you know, filling out the planning brief. Um, and again, don't forget to save it so we can review it on Friday. Welcome back. The last thing um, with the story especially is really stretching your creativity and use of critical thinking. So when it comes to right working in PR and finding jobs in PR, yes, like being able to complete situational analysis and being able to write down and set good goals and even knowing the different tactics for public relations, obviously important, but obviously also something that you will kind of learn based on the industry you end up in and the company you're for um, and kind of get better at as you're doing it. The thing that you'll want to really show when you're like applying for jobs and the, and the skills, right, that come up every time they survey, right, employers across the nation. It's not, we want somebody who knows, right, all the information about the industry. We want somebody who can rattle off a PR strategy list. No. What they want and what they keep reporting is we want somebody who is creative. We want somebody who can think critically and solve problems, right? We want somebody who can communicate and learn quickly. We want somebody who's going to bring value to the organization. Those are the types of things that empl employers are looking for. I've also sat on many search committees and hired a lot of people in different positions. Again, as I'm reading the cover letter, I'm not necessarily looking to say like, oh, they like know all the ins and outs because like I'm going to train them. Right? We, we train people. That's, that's what you do your first you know, few weeks on the job, you get some training. Right? Instead, I'm reading to say, 
okay, do they have examples of where they solved problems before? So I can feel confident that they will take the training, learn from it, solve problems. Right? Do I see evidence of them, you know, thinking ahead and creatively on how they're going to impart value? Right? Um, and so this is where you're going to really want to think about as you're also working with your client. How are you going to frame this on your cover letters, in your job search, on your portfolio? And the creativity and critical thinking comes into PR really heavily in this idea of the story because, you know, somebody might know all the tactics, right? You can pick up, write this book for $20 on how to do public relations, but if you don't kind of have that good creative thinking and you aren't flexible and you aren't able to you know, go outside of the box and come up with, you know, other ideas and other outlets, then, you know, you're going to be a bit less valuable as a PR professional than somebody who can take, yes, the standard tactics list and then go out and find, you know, some kind of undiscovered podcast that's clearly a diamond in the rough that fits with your company so well and boom, you get you know, a huge, a thousand new, you know, folks to your company's website because you are on this podcast. That could be really niche, but if it makes sense for your audience, makes sense for your client, you know, a thousand ends up being a big boost there. So as you're thinking about the tactics list, also think about how you can think more creativity, create creatively, think more critically about these opportunities because ultimately it's your job in PR to come up with, right, the best outlets. And it's not always going to be the most obvious ones. Yeah, the most obvious ones will always be on the list, but go deeper and think about somebody else, some other channel that actually is going to be really impactful for your client. And same with the bullet points of the message. You know, the training for that comes from your ability to think critically about what the audience needs. What is the situation? You know, what, how can you avoid backlash? How do you get the message out? All of that really comes down to be able to connect the dots between your campaign purpose, your situational factors, your audience, the outlets that you're hitting up, all get to kind of those bullet points of the message. So think about that as you're going through. And um, the last thing I want you to open up the last question on the Slido survey and it's, you know, how can you expand your creative thinking and just submit as many ideas as you can. Um, for me, one example, um, and again, we'll give more examples on Friday when we review all this, but for me, I help stretch my creative thinking through gaming, right? I like playing video games. Now, I personally enjoy playing like more situational scenario games, so Civilization VI, Age of Empires, The Sims, city skylines, um, or open world games, um, where I can just kind of run around and do side quests. I'm definitely not um, the type of gamer of like first person shooters, not really for me, um, but I'll definitely spend ages running around some open world map, just like helping random, you know, side quests. Um, and so for me, that helped expand my creativity, right, because I'm kind of coming up with stories. I have to sort of create the game that I want to play, and that is a form of creative thinking. Um, and and so that kind of helps me. Same with some critical thinking, right? Especially in something like City Skylines. It's like, oh, why is my traffic, you know, so poor right now? Okay, where can I plan this metro line? How can I alleviate that? So all that is practicing critical thinking. That's one example. 
Another example for me, uh, I'm really into journaling. I even have, I have a journal here, right, at my work journal. I have a home journal. Um, and so that's another place where I can sort of color, doodle, get some creative thinking going. Um, but then I also use it specifically to set and plan goals and think about what I accomplished that day, what I want to accomplish the next day. That helps me with critical thinking. So those are two examples of how I do it. Go ahead and brainstorm and put as many examples from your life or just things you thought of to help stretch your creativity and critical thinking skills. Cool. All right. And yes, that is my last slide. So with that, um, what the plan is now, right, this video, I want you to definitely watch it before Friday. Again, I will change the lecture quiz due date to be Friday at 6 a.m. as well. Your industry summary is still due Friday, 6 a.m. And what we're going to do in class is review kind of the answers. Um, so make sure you bring your activity sheet to class so we can talk about it together. Um, and then we will talk about um, and share out some of the industry summary things that you um, you did and you learned. Um, and I will push. We're supposed to, you know, look at a case study on Friday, but I don't think, you know, I'd rather talk about this super applied one together. Um, and so I will push that maybe to the next week and we'll just kind of be flexible and go from there. All right, reach out any questions. Thank y'all, and let's go team PR. All right, associates, thanks for uh, hanging, and I hope that the activity and worksheet uh, was meaningful. Again, listen to the next part um, just to hear me be brief on what I wrote down uh, for you know my very real plan with it being my very real job. Uh, and then next week we will kind of go over press releases and build on this with your client projects. Let's go team PR. Mm -hmm.